Good morning, Teach Better family. We're live. We're looking a little strange this morning because we have three of us on here, but it's a special day. This is actually the final Wednesday wake up. We're wrapping up this series um, as we always take a break throughout the summer. Uh, so we are doing that right now, but we are here. We are live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. One last Wednesday wake up. So excited to have you here. I've got Josh and Brad with me. If you are in the comments, drop in, say what's up. Let us know where you're at. Um, how close? I'd love to see actually. Let us know where you're at, what you're doing. Are you getting ready for work? Are you already at work? Are you on your way to work? You're drinking some coffee, drinking some tea. And if you can add in there, how many days to the end of the year? So we can figure out where we're all at because I want to see the, the variety of, of time left in the classroom we got this year. We're going to take a quick 17 second break and be back just after Brad takes a sip of coffee. <laughs> All right, we are live one last time, gentlemen. Well, one last time on Wednesday, at least. Like, this is certainly not the last time we'll be live. Like, that's not true. Um, although we don't necessarily have like what fall programming is going to look like just yet, but this will be the last Wednesday wake up, at least in this current form. Um, every year we always take a break around this time. Um, sometimes we've actually gone a little bit closer to June, but there's a lot of travel going on and doing a lot of work and stuff like that. So we're wrapping it up. Um, and actually, Brad, if we're being completely honest, we thought last week was the last Wednesday wake up. We and when we talked about it, you and Ray were both like, well, I, I think we said it, but I'm not. So we went back, we ran the tape, we figured out that you, in fact, said, I think this is the second to last. You weren't quite there. So we're like, oh, well, that means we've got to go this week. Well, you know, here we are. And what typically happens is somewhere around Sunday, Monday, Brad will ping Ray and I be like, hey, if 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 you want, I'd love to go on be on the Wednesday wake up this week. And then Ray and I duke it out to who gets to hang out with Brad. This time Ray's traveling. So she can't she can't. She's out working with a client uh, today. And I said, well, I guess it's me. And then Josh comes out of nowhere and is like, well, I'm coming, too. Uh, because he's not busy enough with moving states and stuff. Um, but and here we are. Like, and that's where we're at this morning. That's how we got here. I know you guys asked, so I'm happy to answer and share that story. Uh, but Brad, Josh, honestly, dude, I mean, like, I mean, if I'm picking between the two of you or Ray, like, she's not she's not winning. Ooh. I'm just saying. So uh, I'm excited to be here with you too. How are you doing this morning, Brad? Doing great. Excited to be with you. Uh, Joshua Stamper is, uh, I'm looking forward to you. What, are, what your new background is going to look like when you move to Colorado, maybe uh, it's gonna be a vista of, uh, of the Rocky Mountains in your new spot in Colorado Springs. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe you'll be, uh, will you be decked out with the, with Colorado athletic memorabilia, like uh, uh, the Rockies or, uh, or the avalanche or anything like that? What, what's it going to look like? Well, first off, my, my office is going to have a beautiful view and I will be partaking on that view every morning Ooh. where you won't see it, but at least I will have that. As we'll know it's, we'll know you're like, it's there and you're seeing something good for sure. So I don't know, maybe Brad, I'll do the same thing as you and, you know, have different colors in the background and get some different comments from folks to, to see what's the best. Who, who just said, can't wait for him to put a stamper on Colorado. <laughs> I didn't bring up the group. I usually bring the group group up in another tab so that I can see it. And I didn't do that this morning. So whoever that is, give us your name, claim your, your reward. That was good. That was awesome. Um, 
so two things. One, Josh, I think it would be really funny if you just put a Texas flag behind you at your new office. Throw everybody off. Um, but two, I also just realized, Brad, Brad, that is that that's a Teach Better shirt, correct? Is that yeah, like this a, is the uh, yeah. this is the OG uh, daily drop-in shirt I've got on. So just for our finale tonight, our finale this morning, uh, I thought it would uh, bring back a little nostalgia of the daily drop-in when uh, Teach Better went live every single day, Monday to Friday, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. Uh, uh, was a so, pleasure to be part of that on the Friday mornings, and uh, that's why I enjoy jumping on the Wednesday morning so much with uh, with you both. Is I, I love live, so I'm, I'm glad to be. I, with I you. feel like. I feel like I'm letting everybody down here. You're both in black, both in themed gear, and I'm here like in a maroon. No, no, it's, it's okay because what 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 people don't know is that uh, new in the swag store uh, is going to be the official Teach Better Burgundy on Burgundy, very, uh, very, I don't know, low key, very subtle. So you can you no. can you can model your Teach Better goodness just in a very subtle way. That's Jeff is modeling that for us this morning. It's it's not okay, Brad. And I'm going to fix it. So the two of you are going to entertain for a minute. I'm going to go put on a Teach Better shirt so we can end this the right way. That's good because I want to fix the story about me. Well, good. So he's off, right? Ooh. So Brad, let's fix the story because he said that I begged to be on. And you were there. You were present in that conversation. And, you know, maybe my memory serves me wrong. But I remember it as Jeff inviting me onto the show this morning. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I remember the same way, Josh. It was, it was an invitation. It was sort of the more the merrier. We've gotten an opportunity that was maybe unexpected to have sort of a final, a final final. And who knows when the final one is. And uh, as Cheryl said, yeah, I'm kind of sad this is the last Wednesday wake up. But, you know, uh, when we uh, shift to our 23-24 season, Cheryl and others, uh, we're very hopeful that we'll have a number of live offerings that uh, that bring people together, whether it's a morning drop in or an evening drop in. Look at that. Wow. We're twins. Yeah, it's like, oh, I can't, like, I couldn't find anything else quickly. I'm like, gonna match Josh. Now Brad's gonna feel left out, which is why we put him on the bottom because, yeah, <laughs> match. So, okay, I feel Jump better. That guy now. down there. Okay, by the way, like, super comfy shirts. I always forget that yeah. I put them on. Like, they are, oh, yeah, they're my favorite. These long sleeve tees are, <laughs> uh, I, I've got to get more in my wardrobe because I, I'm, I'm wearing them through. Jeff and Jeff third, that must be, is that Kaplan? Jeff and Jeff Thursday morning thirst quencher. I'd like to see an outline of what that show looks like. It reminds um, me of the uh, brain break, the Wednesday afternoon brain break that uh, uh, yeah. you celebrate with uh, with Jeff and the fabulous Dr. Dave Schmidt. Uh, yes. So th th this <laughs> this morning show is definitely taking on a brain break kind of vibe. It, well, uh, yeah, we're definitely and, like, yeah, like what and how you know that's a brain break uh, vibe, Brad, is that we're all secretly hoping that Ray is not watching. <laughs> so that we don't get in trouble that's kind of oh that's that's bradbury we could do a, a, ha a half gargus half bradbury like a garg gargberry 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 bradgus 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 would be I, I don't know that's weird we'll fit we'll figure it out we'll figure it out um that could be an interesting uh an interesting yeah anyway uh all right we're, we're off track here so we are going to get back on track let's talk about what's going on in the world uh, yeah, well, Nikki misses brain break. Let's okay. Hold on. So Nikki says she misses brain break, which I believe her hundred uh percent, -huh. but there was a run. Nikki had a run on winning brain break yep. prizes. That's like historic. Like it's in the record books. People talk, they're going to be talking about it for years. Um, and it was like, she won like probably 15 of Dave's ducks that he gave away for a while there. And I don't know. I think there was no, there's no other actual piece of swag in our store that Nikki doesn't have. Mm -hmm. And I think the majority she won. 
So that's I would miss Brain Break too. Just I mean, you know. That's how I that's how I should have uh, stocked up on my long sleeve tees is is winning Brain Break more often. <laughs> the current Jeopardy champ uh, had uh, a record breaking number of runaway wins to start his uh, Jeopardy appearances. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, multiple runaway wins, and I, I think that uh, Nikki has even bested the current Jeopardy champ. The number of one, runaway brain yeah. break wins, I think it's in the record books. One of our Teach Better members is, is an expert uh, record keeper uh, of the lore of uh, Teach Better. So I, I think that that goes down to the, the Teach Better annals of awesomeness. Yeah. Did did, did the, I, I can't, the the new um, Jeopardy <laughs> champ, did he have a Teach Better swag on? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Okay, we need to fix that. Nikki, did you get, did you ever get a stress ball? She should like, have at the conference, right? She should have, right? I swear I sent one to her. I don't know, but maybe not. So Cheryl, I feel um, that. Love those teach better long sleeves. Yeah, I love the long sleeve stuff. The, the long sleeves are really I got I have so many. So I, I get to, you know, when we put new things, I'm like, oh, let me I'll buy a couple so that I can test, make sure that they're good, that they're like comfy, like yeah. good stuff. Anyway, so Brad, we also wrapped up the um Sunday warm-up on Sunday a couple we days did. ago, um, with a great show with um Abby and yeah. that sparked some cool ideas and stuff. Obviously, uh, that we, if you're in our Facebook group, you saw, um, Brad share, what did you share yesterday or was it some, when did you share it? Monday? You uh, shared about the, the summer book circle. So that's coming more of that coming soon. Yeah. You want, let's, let's give, can we give them uh, like the details that we have right now? And then we'll, and then we're going to go, then we're actually going to transition into our teachable moment. We're actually going to provide some real value this morning. We're going to let Jack. One hundred percent. So our, our fantastic guest and a great way to wrap up our Sunday weekly warm up uh, with Abby Lyons. Abby was asked at the end of the show by Ray, you know, recommend some resources for us. She said the, the resource I want to recommend that every teacher and educator pick up is called what happened to you. Uh, it's uh, Oprah Winfrey and uh, her conversation around uh, trauma and its impact on professional and personal life, that was the go-to resource. And so uh, I think it was Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl was in our comments, and Cheryl said, hey, how about a summer book club? So uh, summer book club, summer book circle uh, featuring that uh, that book is uh, is coming up. That'll be right in our Teach Better private Facebook group. And uh, it's, it's a come and go as you can uh, kind of opportunity. So it we're hoping that we're going to be able to spark some great conversation with that resource, uh, as well as uh, maybe some opportunities to connect uh, either on Zoom or here on StreamYard to uh, to keep the conversation going. And a great way to keep us connected as a Teach Better family over the summer as well. And there's a form that you posted in the private Facebook group to to for them to sign up and, and vote on some times to kick things off and stuff like That's that. That's right. The, the survey is exactly the survey is just to get things started and kicked off. And the great news is once it's up and running, uh, you know, we're really hopeful that uh, anyone that's uh, visiting the teach better Facebook group or just happens upon the book club can uh, pick up the book and, and, and join us along, get along for the ride. So we'll get a core group of folks who are uh, uh, open to getting conversation started. And then we're hoping that uh, anyone that happens to drop in and like I said, it, over the summer, you know, people are are busy, are recharging, reconnecting, and mm-hmm. and maybe engaged in other professional learning as well. So it's it's sort of a, a come and go as you please uh, opportunity, and and hopefully that uh, it'll be added value for anyone that happens to uh, to come along. I love it. That's awesome. Okay, we're gonna get into a teachable moment, Josh. You've had plenty of time to think of something really intelligent to say. Uh, so we're going to go now, listen, like the reality is, is like, I'm going to play this video. We're just going to keep doing the same thing, but like, we're going to the segment. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. cool. So, all right. So we'll be back in, in, in like 16 seconds.
welcome back to your Wednesday wake up. We are still live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And then obviously eventually into the Teach Better Talk podcast. Uh, so we're here. Please do say hi in the comments. Let us know where you're at, where you're watching from, what are you doing this morning? And as we asked at the beginning of the show, how many days left until school? Like, Because we're like there. We're in the moment where like some people are like within a week. Some people have a few a couple weeks. I know some of our friends still probably have a month or so because some would go you know, all the way to the end of June. So I'd love to hear where everyone is. Um, and also, yeah, please, if you want to drop in the comments and share uh, your excitement for the summer book circle, uh, maybe some green hearts can do that as well. So uh, I did think, I know I was joking that we're going to come back and just do the same junk, whatever, but we do try to actually provide a little bit of value on our Wednesday shows from time to time. I was curious, maybe Brad and Josh, we can pull um, some of the conversations coming out of our administrator mastermind. Now, obviously, our conversations there are very typically are, are geared towards the administrator role, um, those uh, whether central leadership or building leadership or whatever it might be. Um, but I think the conversations still go into regardless of what your role is and what your position is uh, in your district. I think a lot of the similar conversations. So. Uh, whoever wants to jump in, Josh, you want to jump in first, maybe something that you've noticed, uh, maybe, uh, I don't know if there was a quote that came out or, um, uh, a theme or topic that you want to touch on or that maybe you just want to share, um, with someone's awesome ideas from administrative mastermind. Cause we have like we have one more week next week of that theme, mm -hmm. which is finishing the year strong. Right. And then we change things. So our, our admin mastermind, that's every Tuesday at 9am Eastern time. Um, every month we have a new theme to kind of help direct the conversation and stuff, which has been going really, really well, which is really cool. Which, by yeah. the way, teachbetter.com slash mastermind if you want to get into that. But Josh, what's been going on in there, man? What can we pull from it? Well, you know, our conversation actually went in a little bit different direction than I anticipated just because I have a starter question every week. And, you know, this week it was a would you rather type of situation where if you had money allocated for something, would you like it for an end of the year party for staff? Would you like it allocated for professional development or a mentorship program for new teachers? And I don't know if this is surprising or not. There's no right answer, but the group, the consensus was that they would like to use that money for a mentorship program on their campus. And I, I would be honest, I was a little surprised by it being pretty much everybody on the same page in regards to that answer. And I'm curious for those who are watching, if, if you had the same question for yourself, you know, well, where would you like to put the money for your campus? Um, if a mentorship program, professional development, or for a end of the year bash for your staff. So uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting the stories that administrators had, leaders had about, you know, the situation on the campus or at their district and just the fact that they felt like it was really important to create the culture and have a program for, you know, young teachers, new teachers to kind of set the, the tone for, their career and to really pour into them. And, you know, we just heard different examples of what was occurring or not occurring. And it seems like there's just kind of a, a lack of resources in this specific area where there truly is a need um, on these campuses and, and these leaders are identifying that. So I think that was kind of eye opening in that conversation. Um, Brad, I'm, I'm curious what you thought of, of that question and their responses. Yeah. I'm just going to pick up on Julie's uh, uh, plea for teacher mentorship and, uh, so many of our uh, districts do have uh, the the opportunity for a formal mentorship program. Here in Ontario, we have a new teacher induction program that is uh, part of each new teacher, new contract educator's uh, entry to the profession. Um, and it matches uh, willing mentors with uh, with mentees. And uh, part of the conversation that I think 
really resonated with me personally, uh, but also professionally is, is the need for that match. It needs for, you know, the need for willing uh, and trained mentors to be matched with mentees so that they can grow a relationship that isn't forced on being voluntold to do anything. It, it's forced on a real willingness and an eagerness to grow into that relationship and to learn through that support process. I, I often say to educators, please consider hosting a pre-service teacher or a novice teacher. You know, often in our classrooms, we uh, we work in isolation, even though our classrooms are connected by hallways. Frequently, we we're siloed and we we do what we do, and we're maybe not aware of of what others are doing too. But what an awesome professional learning opportunity, as well as mentorship and, and community growth opportunity uh, to be able to articulate as educators why we do what we do to someone who's willing to listen and learn, uh, and to see them incorporate feedback. And and often, you know, we learn so much. I mean, it, we're we impact the lives of novice educators, of new educators, but uh, their practice, their ideas, their energy, and having you know a colleague just coming alongside you in a focused, intentional way can can be a, a huge path to professional growth. One last thing I'd like to say is that you know Julie is uh, craving that teacher mentorship, and what I would say is that whether or not your school or district has a formal mentorship program, it's something that you can start as an individual. You can just say, hey. I am looking to connect with uh, a novice teacher, with a new educator. I'm looking to connect with you. Just come alongside someone and say, hey, I, I'd love to partner. I, I think I've got a lot to offer, but I've also got a lot to learn. And why don't we learn together? It can be something that you start thinking about today, something you initiate anytime uh, with or without a formal mentorship program. But uh, uh, Josh and Jeff, the, the matching between the mentor and the mentee is crucial. Uh, and also the opportunity to say, this is working well, let's continue, or also the opportunity to kind of kind of a a pass that says hey this isn't a good match uh no harm no foul let's uh let's part ways and uh and and go with uh with another opportunity yeah and i think as someone mentioned obviously the willing and trained is is such a key part of that right uh not forcing it but pro providing you use the, the word opportunity um brad and i think that's the key is the opportunity for people to step into that role and to take advantage of that too um my mind was going to curious of like, okay, we say new, we're saying new teachers, new teachers, new teachers, new to the profession. When does that stop? Like when, when should that mentorship stop? Cause I'm sitting there going, okay, like is new three years or is it just one year? Like, cause one year, like you're, you're barely getting your feet wet. And even at three years, like you may have got your feet too wet. Now you're drowning. Right. I have five years. You know what I mean? Like, um, should it ever stop? I guess is where I'm kind of leading to. Like, what about mentorship all the, mentorship all the way up or opportunities? I think is the key to that of all the way up. Where, I mean, you know, you could be 20, 10, 15, 20 years into the practice and still gain so much from a mentor um, that is a couple years or at the same right, just having different experiences and stuff. Thoughts thoughts on that? I mean, you're both shaking your head, so I think you agree with the thought that I'm like, I don't think it. And when does it stop? Three. I think three years is, is a good start. Obviously, like, I think for a program, you got to set something in place, but right. and then maybe it shifts into like maybe what it shifts into instead of a mentorship, maybe it shifts into like a like an accountability partnership or something of that nature, <laughs> therapy partnership um, or whatever it might be as you continue. Yeah, but I'm I'm curious. Okay, so we're seeing like one to three years, two to three years. Um, Typically, yes, the consensus yeah. was one year, like as far as what was established, you know. Yeah. But I think you're right. Jeff is that it shouldn't stop there. I think, I don't know about you guys, but for like 
year three for me within teaching, I, I finally felt like I had a grasp on my role, my responsibilities, okay. the procedures, all of those different things. And I, at that point, I would have felt like, okay, I'm, I'm good. Like, it's still good to have someone to lean on, but at the same point, maybe not having the same support. And I felt like yeah. that as an administrator too. And I think that was part of the conversation was, you know, even our leaders, they were asking for mentors, mm -hmm. um, regardless of how many years they were within that position. But, you know, for a lot of folks, um, teachers, counselors, administrators, I mean, you just get thrown in there and it's sink or swim. You, you mm -hmm. don't have someone to, you know, learn from and bounce things off of. And so they were even saying for leaders too, it would be amazing to have programs you yeah. have established. Yep. So that way you're, you're not just learning on the job and just continuing yeah. to fail and then learning through that failure. Um, none of us like to, to have that experience. Well, and someone mentioned, you know, the idea of like, if a teacher switches content or grade levels, which I think is key. And also what if it like new to your, new to your district, someone, you know, someone moves from Texas to Colorado might have 15 years under his or her belt, but that's a whole, a whole new world. I mean, things are, can be so different from district to district, let alone state to state. And I think that's another, which now I'm remembering, I think that it was the three of us on an aspire leadership mailbag episode. We kind of talked about the move and stuff. So that was just a, a weird deja vu moment. But I think, you know, that's such a big piece too, of like that movement between grade levels, between buildings in the district, between content areas or between districts in general kind of takes you back in a lot of ways back to year one, even if you are a seasoned veteran at that point. And I know Brad's going to speak, but I want to also touch on, it was Cheryl that said that she has a mentor by choice. And I think that um, you may not, you may feel like you don't need it. You might be okay. But I think again, going back to Brad's word of opportunity, can we create the opportunity where there's, where I'm aware that I can go find a mentor and find that person. If I need that, I have the opportunity to do that. I think that's a huge piece probably beyond the, the first one or three years. I also think there's a, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like I remember being young and going into things like my first one to three years, I might not need a mentor because I'm gung ho, I'm pumped up, I'm ready to go. And I might not be necessarily ready to listen because I need to get in there and, and figure myself out first. And so I would actually put a little bit of an argument in that possibly a year, two, three, four, five is when I'm actually going to be really ready to be like, okay, I, I, I have an actual feel for this now. I felt the good, the bad, the in between. Now I need some leadership. I'm ready to really listen. I'm ready to pick up because year one, I was so pumped. Like nothing was bringing me down or, and maybe I, again, maybe I wasn't ready to listen because I had all these ideas and I hadn't been for lack of a better phrase, like punched to the face yet. Right. And now I need that leadership, that, that mentorship. So just curious. I don't know. That's where my mind went on that. I I'm, I'm wondering now whether our faculties of education are setting uh, professionals coming into education with a mindset where you're you're maybe devoting you know one to three years as a pre-service teacher alongside an experienced teacher, and gradually over those years your your teaching experience the uh, the ratio between who's who's teaching tapers from the associate teacher to the pre-service teacher. So the pre-service teacher takes on more and more and more of the responsibility. And so baked into this whole become a teacher process is weaning uh, or uh, shifting responsibility from, from that collegiality, from that mentorship to, I've got to show that I can do it all by myself. And then we drop new teachers in year one and baked into their mindset about educating is, I've got to do this on my own. I've got to show that I can handle this, that I can handle the students, that I can handle 
the evaluation, the assessment, the programming. I, I can handle school life on my own. It's baked right in. And all of us have been in those sink or swim situations, whether it's year one or year 10. It, no one wants to be in that position. And so I, what I'm wondering is, are, are our faculties and the way we train teachers, are we baking in a process where we feel right from the get-go that we have to do it alone? We have to show that we can take sole responsibility. Could that be unintentionally reinforcing that sort of that siloing that, you know, everyone's struggling and, and, and striving within their own classrooms? I'm wondering if, you know, not just mentorship, but but collegiality, professionalism and 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 mutual support uh, is something that either you can offer to someone today. You can see the need or um, I'd encourage everyone listening or watching to to reflect and, and ask for and, you know, demand the support that you need. If, if you whether you're struggling or whether you're looking to enhance your practice, no one needs to do this alone. We can't do this important work alone. And so coming alongside at least one person who can be a mentor, a confidant, a troubleshooter, uh, someone you can grab coffee or tea with before after school, just coming alongside others is key in uh, in the world of education, I think in so many careers as well. But anyway, I just, I'm just wondering if we're setting ourselves up for a situation, you know, just right from the get-go, where educators feel that uh, they they have needed to demonstrate that they can handle it on their own, and then the the, the, the pressure is on to continue to to, to uh, make individuals uh, continue to prove they can handle it all by themselves. Brad, I'm going to share something. Like when I was a first year teacher, I had a, uh, another teacher that come up to me and be like, you know, don't like do what you need to do and don't have light shining on you. So the administration comes down on you. Like it was like one of these things, like don't have your name said, don't do anything. Stupid. Fly under the radar. Fly under the right? radar. Yeah. yeah, completely. Right. And so for me, I was scared to even ask questions. So then the pressure was really on, like, I got to figure it out. And if I, if I am asking questions, I got to do it in secret. And, and that way I don't look weak or I don't look like an idiot. And so it was one of these things where it was almost uh, even more pressure on top of me. I know that's not what they intended when they were trying to give me that piece of advice. But for myself, I didn't feel like I had a space that I could openly learn. And so it made it really difficult for me as a first year teacher to, again, just try things out and, and hope that they stuck and that they were successful. And um, when they weren't like try to hide that so that nobody knew, because again, I didn't want to have light on me um, that maybe I was um, not prepared um, to be in on that campus or in that teaching role. Um, and it wasn't, great. Like that was, <laughs> that was not fun. That was not a fun feeling. I, I would have much rather had a bunch of people that, you know, maybe it is veteran teachers that are coming from another campus or another district that are with me to, you know, have that veteran voice of, Hey, I tried this. It didn't work. You know, maybe don't do it that way. Um, you know, maybe it's a, like I saw in the comments, a co-teaching piece, right? Maybe someone's there with you um, so that they're giving you that support. You can actually see them in action. Um, I know when I was um, doing my student teaching, the campus had a culture of people would just go into other people's classrooms, not to co-teach, but just to sit in there and to learn from other people. And, um, you know, there was a lot of different strategies that were learned through that. And then the kids also loved it because they got to see other teachers in there from another class. And then sometimes there were co-teaching opportunities where the, the teacher would ask them to participate in the activity or whatnot. And it just was this like really fun family feel of you just never knew who was going to be in the classroom that day. Um, you know, but people were also 
trying to learn. It was this, I want to be better every day. I want to grow. And I can't do that. Like you said, right in a silo by myself, like they were actively going into classrooms and, and trying to learn from others. And it, it was just really, really fun. So all that being said is ask questions if you're first year teacher. And if you don't have a mentorship program established in your district or on your campus, then yes, you definitely need to go seek that and, you know, tap someone on the shoulder and say, Hey, will you, will you help me? That was going to be my next sort of question was, okay, well, this sounds great. Yes, we all agree to this, but what if I, what if I, if there isn't a mentor mentorship program in my district, what if the culture in my district necessarily doesn't feed into that as well? Um, how do I, how do I do that then? Like, what do I do? Yeah. You said the word culture there, Jeff, and that was what I was hitting on our conversation keeps circling back to culture. What's the culture like in your building, mm -hmm. uh, in your district, uh, in your state or province? And uh, what opportunities are there for, you know, folks that might feel isolated and need the support? Well, this is an opportunity right here. You're, you're tuning in live to one right now. Uh, and uh, through Teach Better or through any number of professional networks, there are opportunities to connect with other like-minded educators and to reach out, uh, to reach out privately or to reach out publicly for the support that you're looking for. So, you know, building your professional learning network through uh, you know, through Teach Better or through uh, through any number of different socials and, and networking opportunities, this, this can be a game changer and has been a game changer for so many. Is is that is the knowledge that you're not alone, that there are others, maybe around the corner or uh, across the country, that are hungry to connect and mm -hmm. hungry to partner. Uh, when we talked with Abby Lyons on Sunday night, uh, she is the owner of a yoga studio, but it's she, it's called a yoga lab, and I thought that choice of language was really intentional because when we think of laboratory work, we, we do think of, you know, folks who are researching independently at times, but also folks who are coming together, collaborating on results, finding out what worked, what doesn't, and what the impact is going to be. But it, 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 the focus is on learning together. And so if, if learning together is not yet part of the culture in your building or in your district, learning together is absolutely part of the culture here at Teach Better. And it's absolutely a part of other professional networks too that serve and support educators so well. So it, that's it. it is if, if, we, if we look at, if we look at our life as, as educators and as people, as, you know, learning through practice that, that, that yoga lab, it really keeps resonating with me, but the, you know, you know, we're, we're working in laboratories where we're trying to do better and better to achieve greater outcomes for kids and therefore for, you know, the communities that we serve. Yeah, I, I love that. And I'm looking at, uh, you know, Shell's comment about the, the pairings can be really tough. And, and so that, so, and I'm saying this with the note that obviously there are some things that someone who's not in your district is just not going to be able to help you with if they don't, if they're not in your district and they don't understand. But outside of that, the pairing, like I think uh, having the ability to go to a, a global network um, because you're not confined by the geographical lo location allows you to, can we find a better fit? Someone who actually, I can actually connect with and lean into, um, you know, because that might not be in my district. It might not be who they try to pair me up with. I think that that's speaking to your comment there, Brad, is, is the power of of the honestly the power of the Internet and the, our ability to connect with people from all over the world. Well, um, I just wanted to Josh, take, that, are you, sorry, are you taking note of that of that shirt? <laughs> the learning together. Yeah. Yeah, I got you, Megan. Sorry, go ahead, Brad. So I, I interrupted you. I, sorry, I, when I was thinking about the mentor and the mentee relationship and how key that is, I, 
I'm also thinking about our conversation and why don't we just give our mentors and mentees permission for it to be okay, not to know that it's going to be okay. Like that is becoming mm -hmm. a mentor and a mentee partnership. It's going to be uh, a process of, of learning together again. So, I mean, if you're, if you're coming to a workshop and your district is saying, you're the mentor, you're the mentee, get it right. Or if that's the feeling that we leave with, get it right. We, how about we leave with the feeling is let's explore this together. Let's give ourselves permission for there to be stops and starts and mistakes and missteps and, you know, uh, again, just, you know, that, that laboratory, that learning lab kind of process that, you know, this partnership is going to grow and evolve and, and let's see what we can make of it together. And let's give ourselves permission, just setting some norms from the outset that we're going to have missteps and I don't know everything and neither of us do. And, you know, even as the mentor, if I'm the sort of more experienced educator, um, there's so much that I have to learn together. So let's, let's, just get, let's give ourselves permission not to know how to get it right. Let's give ourselves permission to get it right together. Well, let's set it up so that, you know, we're not just forcing it on folks too. So like, if you're a mentor, you're not being voluntold, like it's something you're opting into, but then also let's talk about training. Like are the mentors trained to be effective and efficient within that partnership? Because a lot of times we just assume that because you're a veteran teacher, you know how to lead a younger teacher and there's no formal training. And then we just let them, let them go. And, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And there's not a lot of time and maturation into that. And so I would say that if it's some, something that's important for a leader to cr create this mentorship program, then whoever's taking part of that as a mentor better know what are the goals, what are we trying to establish, what are the techniques needed to make sure that this is successful to build, like you said, Brad, into the culture of our campus. Well, I get why mentors are often voluntold, Josh and Jeff. It's because uh, school leaders are told you need to provide each new teacher with a mentor. And maybe there just isn't the culture where there is the willingness or interest uh, on the part of experienced educators. Maybe they've been burned in the past by those mentor-mentee relationships. Maybe they don't know what the opportunity may be for them. Maybe they have full plates and they're thinking, oh, one more thing, I, I just can't. So I, I know why people are voluntold. But again, that if, if you don't have the required mentors who are willing to step up, we have to ask ourselves as school leaders, why might that be? What is it about our culture? What is it, how, how are we framing this opportunity in a way that may be dissuading uh, experienced educators from the opportunity to come alongside? And even when I say step up, I, I would really like to shift that, that, that perspective to, to come alongside uh, because it is, you know, we talked to, you know, your, your uh, opening question to the mastermind, Josh, was uh, party, professional learning or mentorship. And there, I think there's huge professional learning opportunities in the mentorship. So, you know, kind of get two for one deal, but you know, that it all comes back to culture, gentlemen. You're just trying uh, to cheat. That's really what it comes down to. hundred <laughs> percent. Always. But, but I agree, uh, Brad, it does. It all comes back to, uh, to the culture. Cause there's part of my mind that's going right here going, you know what, if you build the right culture, you don't need to volunteer tell anyone and you don't really need to even designate the mentorship will happen. Now to Josh's point, you can provide the, the resources and the opportunity to learn how to, be better when you are doing that type of stuff. But if the, if the culture is actually the right kind of culture, like you're not going to, you're, you're going to have the people that are willing to do uh, are willing to walk side by side with the new people because they want the school to win. They want the community to win. They want everyone to win. And it just comes more naturally. And I think not to like boil it down to a simple thing of like, Oh, just change the culture. But like, that's the, the reality of it. Right. We talked, talked a little bit about that yesterday in the mastermind too. When they were, we were talking, we went on a different area of like, like 
when you're trying to like uh, implement things for for you know having fun or showing appreciation and stuff like that. And we have an inside joke on our team of someone who gets some silly appreciation and stuff. My, I stand true to a lot of stuff. I'm like, stupid little things are taken completely different when your culture is already there and the teachers don't need those things, right? And so mentor-mentee relationships are, are like the being asked to be a mentor and having, to your point, Brad, something extra put on my plate is received much differently when the culture is already built around that as being a natural thing versus when it now, because then it's not actually an actual extra thing, right? Dropping, dropping a little, you know, something off on teacher appreciation week that, <clears throat> that is like really silly and little, it's like a cupcake. And you're like, really? Like, a, that's what I need in my life. That's received much differently when I don't need teacher appreciation week. Cause I feel it all year long. Right. Uh, and it's the same thing. I think when it comes to this type of stuff uh, from a, from a, from the person who needs the men mentor, as a new teacher, if I that culture is already built in where I know I can go and I feel that I can go to anyone and ask anything. I don't have to fly under the radar. And as a leader, I'm I, it's just it's just ingrained in our culture that I'm supposed to to reach down and help you come up, but let you fly, but let you cut right. Um, then being voluntold doesn't even have to happen. I can be requested to have a conversation with Josh, who's a new teacher. And it doesn't feel like something new. It's just different. So it, it does come back to culture, in my opinion. And and this goes far beyond education. This is like literally, literally every job in the world. If the culture's there, it's just a different. It's everything re is received differently. And I think that's, you know, I hate to go back to that, but that's like really. I mean, that's where it starts. It's got to start there. So, Brad, did you get your Teach Better cupcake? I don't remember getting that in the mail. I got I got yours. I got two of them. Oh. I got my cupcake and yours. So I, I apologize for that. They were delicious. That's uh, was the weird... green icing with the green heart sprinkles. Uh, hang, I, sorry, I've I overshared there. I'm hungry. That was that was where they that, like it was going to Texas, and it just took like a hard right and went up. I don't know what they did. Went to Colorado. They, they, they came right? Like it ended up in Toronto for some reason. Like, your cupcake came stamped with all kinds of airmail stamps. And <laughs> boy, it took quite a route from you know Texas, it was... to Florida to you know it was Cuba to and back to Barbados and back to Ontario. And anyway, it was it was uh, delicious. The craziest part, Josh, two bites, two bites taken out by the, the border agents. It was like, come on, guys. Like, seems a little yeah, unnecessary. Expected by customs. <laughs> you know those Canadians. They got a sweet tooth. <laughs> they <laughs> they are. Um, okay, what are we talking about here? Okay, I don't know. So, <laughs> um, anyway, I, I hope I don't know. I hope this is bringing value. I think everyone agrees with this. I'm 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 sitting here going, okay, how do how does teach better help fix these problems? But we'll we'll get to that at some point. Um, I think they, yeah. Join mastermind. That's what they need to do. Join mastermind is, is good. Um, yeah. we, maybe we need to have an, maybe we need it. Maybe we need like a new teacher mentorship mastermind. That was a lot of M's mastermind mentor. Anyway, M &M. I don't know, we can figure it out. So, um, who can see Canada looking out the window? Is it, is it, is it Livia Chan? She can see Canada out her window. Um, Sorry, if you don't get that joke, it's because Liv is in Canada. That's why it's funny. Anyway, how about we do something different so that Jeff doesn't keep making stupid jokes? Let's go <laughs> into our final um, community member highlight. And I have an idea here that I'm going to put on the two of you gentlemen when we get back. <laughs> Thank you. 
and welcome back to the final Wednesday wake up. That is unless, of course, in the fall we get lazy and just decide to call it a Wednesday wake up and do it on Wednesdays again. Um, but we'll see. So, oh, so it's Tammy that was that's that's important her on uh, Michigan. Yes, that's it. And it, just a, a quick shout out, Tammy. Uh, I spent many many happy uh, years uh, on the St. Clair River south of Sarnia, Ontario, uh, and uh, so across the St. Clair River I could see Marine City, Michigan. Uh, and there's a ferry boat that still goes from the village of Sombra to Marine City. So I know that uh, part of uh, Michigan and Ontario very, very well. And I hope you're having an awesome day there in Port Huron. Remember the first time I went to Detroit, my phone kept welcoming me to, to Canada and like let me know that I had data there too. And, like every time when I went to, like if I walked like close enough to the window in the hotel, like it would trigger and I'm like, Okay. Well, I'm glad I'm not getting charged for international time right now. But yeah. the great news is because of the exchange rate, uh, Jeff, you get 1.29% more data uh, from Canada and your data is maple scented. Yeah. You're it's maple data. Just when, when you're on, if you're using data, you just smell maple syrup. That's right. Um, I You were talking about the border agents. I was just, we, cause we go up to Canada pretty much every year and it's so crazy. Like the difference, the demeanor when you're going into Canada versus when you're coming out. Cause like you feel a little bit welcomed into Canada when you come back to the U S I'm like, I'm not sure they're going to let me in. Like, like every time I come back in, like I'm glad that they take their job serious. But every time we come back through, come into the United States, I kind of, I was my wife. I'm like, takes his job really serious. Like, and I'm glad he does, but like with the Canadians, like I, they take their job serious, but it's kind of like, okay, cool. You're clear. Welcome to Canada. Here's some maple syrup and gravy on your fries. Like, it's just, it's just different. Anyway, it's a different vibe. So it's a different vibe. It's a different. I always say that like, when someone's like, what's Canada like? I'm like, well, it's a lot like the United States, just with nicer people um, who apologize all the time. It just, I counted the number of times that, that Brad said he was sorry in this live. So you get that number, let me know. Yeah, I've got anyway. a, all Canadians are required, all Canadians are required to have a counter. Uh, and I, where I'm, I'm at 20, it's one of those little baseball counter or golf, you know, like I'm at 27. So I've had, had to mute. So you guys don't hear the click, it's, you know, it's just, but you know, Canadians, we learn to turn that little click out. Uh, but you know, I, I want to make sure I'm respectful to our viewers here. If you, if you didn't realize that was actually Brad explaining that law, you've probably heard it. The Canadian click. That's what that is. So I'm clicking the numbers of sorry's. Uh, anyway, so this is a segment that we typically have done on Wednesday wake ups where we highlight a community member. Now, Two things here. One, I thought this would be a good idea, but two, I didn't take the time to figure out who we're going to highlight. So it's kind of a twofold it is. I think what we should actually highlight is the entire community. So I'm putting you both on the spot, but like we're going to highlight. So I want you to share, and Josh, I'm going to go to you first. Um, thinking of our Teach Better community, all those in the comments right now, and all those that are in other comments everywhere else uh, and all throughout. What is it for you? that like high i want you to basically highlight that one thing one or two things that makes the community the community that it is oh my goodness well first off the reason i'm wearing this shirt was because it represents all of the different communities and i i love this this logo because of that you know we've got so many different aspects of teach better and and ways that we serve and i would say that it's the phenomenal people that's that's always what drew me in to teach better to begin with was just the fact that I was connected with some phenomenal educators that were looking to improve themselves and improve others. And we talked about the mentorship program earlier, and that's really what these communities are about is to feed into other folks. It's not a selfish thing. 
that's that's the thing about it. It's not like I'm coming into this community to only receive. It's also how can I also serve others? And I think that's what's so much so fun about like the podcast network. It's a bunch of podcasters that are looking to get better, but then also to help others. It's not about a selfish thing of, oh, I only want to amplify myself, you know, and the speakers network is the same and the ambassadors and the bloggers, you know, all these different folks that are, yes, they're putting out content, but at the same point, they're looking to, to help in any way and to serve. And I, I think that's what's so enjoyable and why I think so many people want to become a part of these groups. Good luck, Brad. The secret sauce of Teach Better for me has always been the people. Uh, and uh, what attracted me to Teach Better in the first place and what keeps me energized and so uh, excited to contribute is, you know, the, the authenticity of the people that I have an opportunity to interact with. You know, real people doing great work, uh, learning through practice, recognizing that we don't know it all, but together we can get a little bit better. Second is humility you know, uh, recognizing that uh, we each have something to learn and each have something to give and to gain by being together. And, and really the, the whole thread through Teach Better for me is love, uh, Josh and Jeff. It's it's love for what we do. It's love for the kids and communities we serve and, and love for one another. And that was, it's always evident when I get together with you two uh, and with any member of our Teach Better community, whether it's live or in person, uh, it's the love. It's the excitement of uh, of getting together. It's the excitement of finding people in your life that uh, inspire you, that spark you, but also accept you for who you are, uh, warts and all. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be part of the community. And uh, I'm glad that you highlighted the community, uh, Jeff, because the community gets stronger uh, with each interaction. And so we're really grateful for the green hearts that are popping up and really grateful for everyone that's joining us live or later. Uh, I don't think I could have said it better. Um, I think you guys hit, hit everything there. And I think I, in, my, in my mind, like, you know, when we started this thing, we, we had this crazy idea of, of help versus sell, helping first, helping first. We'll worry about the selling and how we make money to stay alive at a, at a different point. And I think that is what the community is all about. Like it's, if you come in um, to this community, to this family, and with the intention of getting more than you give, you don't, I don't think you last long. I think you fade out and you're like, oh, no, there's a couple of green hearts and I'm gone. Um, the people that are around and understand the green hearts, I think, are the people who come in and they're like, I'm going to get a lot out of this, but I'm going to try really, really hard to give more than I get. And I think that's like, that's the, the coolest thing in the world. Obviously, the company's gone through some, is, is still continuing to go through some really difficult times right now. And the absurd number of text calls, emails, Twitter DMs, um, video messages on Instagram that I've received from people um, in our in our community. And to be completely honest, a few people who I didn't actually recognize um, sharing what the community means to them. Uh, me realizing that I'm like, I need to do a better job at knowing everyone, but like just knowing that, you know, that's what it does. And, and the way the team has come together to get through all this, um, that to me is like that. It's 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 that like the entire community has helped first. Uh, and sell or take or however you want to phrase it later. Uh, it, it comes way down. I think um, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know, Josh, if I've seen you with something like this or whatever, but uh, my buddy Matt has a tattoo that says uh, you and it has a greater sign, me, and you is greater than me. Uh, and I believe 
that he pulled up. I think it's actually from a, a Bible verse, I believe. But um, but like I've, that's always stuck with me of like this you is is greater than me. And I think the you is the community is greater than me as the individual. And I think that's why why this community is so awesome because we feel that both ways and every way around. And that's just super cool. So I do have a lot um, of tattoos, Jeff, but no, that's yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean it's tattoo. I was thinking maybe you had a shirt or something. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, no, you, you do have, you have the profit or people over profit shirt. I think I know I've seen that with you too, uh, which is also uh, for me as well. And I, and I've actually said this a lot in the, in the world of business, I actually literally said it yesterday to, who did I say? Oh, to a, I was talking to a group of, of a couple um, other entrepreneurs and I said that customers are good. Fans are great, but community is when you win. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, and so um, love this community so much. Uh, and can't think of a better way to wrap up the, the Wednesday wake up than to just shout out you all in the community uh, and to do it with you two gentlemen um, who, you know, came into our community first and then ended up um, falling into the trap of working with us. And, and it's awesome. I saw you yesterday morning. I get to see you again today. So I think this is where we wrap it. I think this makes sense to wrap it up. Um, I want to be clear that like, this is, this is the plan. Like we, we always take our break over the summer. So obviously I know there's a lot of stuff going on. So obviously like us being done with Wednesday wake up can probably send some signals, but like we're figuring out what the, you know, we usually take the summer off and then, cause there's, I mean, we have vacations and we actually do a lot of training over the summer too. Um, and then we'll be back probably August, if not September. I don't know when we'll actually push play on whatever the new stuff's going to be. Um, but uh, I'm sure we'll pop up live a few times here and there, um, especially with the uh, the book circle, which more details coming on that. So if you're not already in the Facebook group, uh, go to teachbettergroup.com to get into that private Facebook group to make sure you don't miss that because we are going to do, it sounds like it's, it's, it's going to be exclusive in there, I believe, Brad, right? So you need to get in that group. Um, so we'll see you in there. What else? Uh, I'm sure Josh and I have a, a mailbag episode coming somewhere down the line in the next few little bits. So For sure, every month that'll we do happen. It. And and Brad and I have already like we're already devising plans to like just do random lives. So that'll happen over the summer as well. So anything else, gentlemen? Well, I just appreciate you all. I appreciate the community. Uh, Brad, it's great to have the F team back together once again. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Even though we brought Jeff in this time uh, to, to celebrate, <laughs> but I just I appreciate, appreciate everyone. And uh, yeah, it's just, it was just a joy to, to be with you fellows to, to celebrate this. Awesome. I just wanted to quick, I just want to quick highlight uh, Hannah's comment popping in uh, to say good morning to all of us before uh, she heads out to work. And this is, this is the impact for me is, is just by showing up, you can improve someone's life. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, Hannah just, showed up and th this is what better is all about for me as part of the teach better team and, and working with you josh and jeff is just by showing up it, it, that that makes things better so a uh, thank you to uh, hannah thank you to all of our uh guests and viewers for popping into comments it, it means the world to us and to know that uh we're uh meaning something to you is uh, is deeply humbling and uh, i'm really really excited to continue i had to capture the moment you know so and with that, we are going to wrap it up. Appreciate y'all. Have an amazing Wednesday and the rest of your week. Have an amazing summer. Um, let us know if we can support you. We will we'll be, do some surprise live, but everything is probably going to be like unscheduled, unannounced. So keep an eye on notifications and stuff like that. And we will see you. Appreciate y'all and appreciate you being a part of our community. Mm -hmm.